Okay, are you ready to roll? All right. Well, tonight we have Tori Maris with us, who is running for Secretary of State against Frank LaRose as a write-in candidate. No, no, it's not. Oh, you're on the ballot? Yes. You're amazing. You got the signatures approved by a Frank LaRose? <laughs> by a court. Okay, so she's going to tell us all about that. So yeah, uh, without any further ado, she's uh, she's a yeah she has her own podcast and everything, and I'll just let her kind of ex- tell her story of of her life and what brought her to this place where she's at now and why she's running. So welcome, Tori Maris, up here. Hi everybody. I'm just gonna empty my pocket. Cigarettes, tissues. And one phone. I have a friend in the hospital, so this is the only phone they'll call. So, oh, well, thank you for coming. Can I, like, lower this? <laughs> I think I need to have the sounding phone. Okay. Well, thank you for coming. And like you said, yeah, I, I actually did get on the ballot. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have to say that I was, I now understand why the people of the United States feel so neutered. Am I on? Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Why the people of the United States feel so neutered. And that's because there is no avenue for a non-politician to run. See, there is a difference between a politician and a statesman. A politician has aspirations for themselves. A politician is too important to speak with you. A politician is too scared to admit when they make mistakes and a politician seeks the approval of the other politicians. A statesman doesn't run because they have personal aspirations. A statesman doesn't run and, you know, execute laws, put out directives or conduct actions because he seeks approval from other people in office. A statesman runs because they want to make a difference they want to fix the problem, whatever that problem may be. It could be potholes in your street. It could be CRT in your school. It could be drag queen night. You know, it could be, I don't know, mandatory vaccines. It could be um, that you're not allowed to have money anymore. It could be that you're not allowed to own things anymore. There's always going to be a problem because let's face it, we're all diverse and we all do things differently. And one person's pleasure may be my problem. And that's a fact of life. And the way the United States, when it was founded, was created was, hey, it's not going to be majority rules. It's going to be, we're going to do this right. Right? We're going to do this right. We're going to totally stumble. We're going to totally fall, right? But we're going to do this right. And if you remember, you guys, this is exactly the same position we were at, you know, almost 250 years ago when people had the security of the crown, but they were tired of taxes. 
They had the security and guards and policing of the crown, but they weren't really free. They weren't allowed to question the politicians, the governors. And so they had to make a choice. Do we just complain and be disgruntled and just make the best out of it, put our head down, get into the job and just raise a family and just keep going? Or do we say, um, let's go through uncharted waters because if we keep our mouth shut, this is just going to escalate. And that's exactly what they did. And hence 1776 began. I mean, back in the day, they were a little bit more vicious, right? They crossed an icy river, killed their enemies in their sleep on Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> That's not what we're doing now, though. Right now, what people haven't been paying attention to is that for the past, I would say, five years, this has been already, we're five years into World War III, and you just don't know it yet. And I've been sounding the alarm I've been talking about this, and I think it was in 2015 when I wrote an article saying, hey, this is a civilized revolution right now that we're having. And, you know, it's civilized because we're not killing each other yet, yet, and I stress the yet, but it's happening all over the world. It's not just here. We're just not hearing what is happening here, over there, because the revolution is not going to be televised. The wars are not going to be, whatever you see is what they allow you to see. Everything you are able to see is what they allow you to see. And you know what's bizarre? This revolution started in 2014. I would say actually it was, it was more 2008 when it actually began. And that began, that came from the hacker society, right? You remember in the nineties, those underground hackers, they were so cool, punk rock, right? We're going to, you know, liberate the world, right? You know what happened? All of them became granola munchers and they got paid off by Silicon Valley to shut up. But a few of them are dead now. And a lot of them, like Julian Assange, that, you know, when he was a teenager, that's how he started. He had big corporations. And people were like, oh my gosh. He didn't hack them to steal anything. He hacked them and say, you're not protected. That's why he paid a small fine, but then he told them what the problems were right and what he thought is wow the politics is insane you know what here's the problem that we have and another gentleman aaron schwartz you guys probably never heard of him he actually created reddit rss feeds that was his doing and you know when he did that as a teenager i think it was like 12 13 when he wrote his first code right he was the only kid going and talking to universities because he was so smart He's a little bit different. I think all of us are a little bit different. They're smart, quirky. Some curse, some don't. Some smoke, some don't. <laughs> but the one thing is, the whole goal was to provide information and knowledge to the people. Knowledge is power. Knowing our history, knowing our rights, knowing what's right and wrong. And someone might say, well, you know, how do you know what's right or wrong? I think it was Dawn that had asked me a question and I didn't answer it, which was, when did you know what you were doing was wrong? And it's like, well, you know, can anyone really answer that? I mean, uh, I, and I think I should, I should say, well, we all know it's wrong. Even if we don't know, no, your gut knows, right? And I don't know. This doesn't feel right. But all these big people were like, yeah, this is how we're doing it. And we're saving the world. And you're like, okay, still doesn't feel right, but I guess I'm doing something right. Right. It's not, <coughs> excuse me. It's not until 
you come up to that point where you see something you can't unsee and you're like, whoa, this is a problem. This is a very big problem. A couple weeks later, I went toe to toe with the former CIA director, John Brennan, who was my point of contact because I represented U.S. interests. And I sat there on the corner with my coffee cup and I said, like, you know, what was, what's going on here? And I was told the magic words that will make my eyeballs do somersaults. Know your place. And I was like, wait a minute. Here I am as your customer because they've positioned me with a group on a global scale to represent them. But he's still treating me like I'm his subordinate when, you know, a lot of people like to think that, right? Because I was younger and I was trained, but I wasn't, right? I was the median. You know, you guys see, have you guys ever seen Nigel Farage talk? You should look up his speech on YouTube where he says, what's the point of this parliament? Because whatever we do in here doesn't matter because there's people with no faces, no names on doors, right? Judges we've never heard of, groups we've never seen that make the decisions for us. They're people that don't exist. And I was one of those people. People like me don't come out and talk. People like me never, ever say anything because we're usually somewhere drinking Mai Tais, not caring. And we usually never have families. And we're usually atheists and and and. Right. I was actually trained from a very young age, you know, grab one of those gifted programs, you know, and everyone was stroking my ego as a kid. And they said all the right things to make me feel like I had a place in this world because nothing made sense to me because I thought everybody was stupid. I was like, you know, what is this? I saw things differently because I saw things in numbers. I'm good at math. And so this is where I was. And this is where my foundation, my foundation stand. Truth dispels everything. And one thing I've learned, and I even said that to my dad when I was a kid. Dad, I think I'm going to be infamous. And this is like me, seven, eight years old. He's like, what do you mean you mean famous? I'm like, no, no one's going to like me because I'm going to rip off the bandit. I'm going to tell people the truth. He goes, everybody loves the truth. I was like, come on. It was 1985. You should know better than that. Nobody likes the truth. And they're going to hate you and hate you and hate you. Because we don't like being told that, hey, you're not sitting on a Everything that we have been told is a lie. Every structure, everything we see is fake. If you're seeing it, they let you see it. You know, when COVID happened, do you know where it started? On TikTok. You were seeing bodies being dragged into like, you know, burners and setting people on fire, right? I trace the origins of COVID. And when I say this, I'm not saying the virus, the aerosolized or whatever you want to call it. I'm talking the infodemic of COVID. Because this is what we have been living is an infodemic. It's not a pandemic. It's an infodemic. They've sealed their papers for 75 years you know, they're forcing you to do this. Now they're trying to tell you that, you know, if you don't get the polio vaccine, because this is coming, they've already started. Everybody needs to get the polio vaccine. Oh, why? I already got one. I don't need one. Oh, no, 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 no. 
you need it because if not everybody gets it and someone's unvaccinated and they get it, they're going to be spitting out new strains and they're a biohazard, huh? And suddenly the people that live in fear, the Karens with the masks that said you should die because you don't, they unperson you and you are worth nothing. Now, some might say, well, you know, you're here to talk about Secretary of State. I am. What did your Secretary of State do? He wore double masks. He mandated vaccines. He didn't stand up for the people of Ohio and say, hey, we have Article 1, Section 21. And, and you know, I, the, the weird thing is I was talking with my lawyer who helped on this bill, right? And I was like, are you insane? Ah, no, this is too concise. Rule number one, those that are John Birch fans and love the Constitution should know this. If it's not explicitly stated, then all the rights belong to you. When you explicitly say, let's, our Article 1, Section 21, and I'm the one that everyone learned, it was there. Every person that ran that talked about it heard it from me because I filed it in court. And I just lost my case because I'm not allowed to represent my kid. Well, when I'm done with this lawsuit that I'm filing, that's the next one I'm filing. Because I, as a parent, deserve the right to represent my kid. I could have won that case walking down cakewalk in the park, but that wasn't the fight I wanted to fight at that moment. The fight I wanted to fight is, I'm a mom. I should say if my kid needs to wear a slave mask. I should be the one that says what goes in her body, and I should be able to represent her. Because you expect me to pay her bills. You expect me to clothe her and feed her, but you're telling me that I can't control what goes in her and on her face? That doesn't make sense. I'm held responsible if I don't do the other things. But suddenly I'm okay with the others. We have to learn which fights we fight. Whatever people say, I know what fights I fight. And so when I said Article, sec Article 1, Section 21, ha, it's so broad, don't ever change it. Because if you make a law that specifies less than that, like, oh, let's make a law that says no flu vaccines. Then... Article 1, Section 21 doesn't mean shit anymore. Oh, you, it just means a flu vaccine. It's not a flu vaccine. This is now a therapeutic by the mouth. This is now an anal probe by Captain Hook. <laughs> but Article 1, Section 21, oh, but you, you, you specified it here. I'm sorry. Yeah, that right's gone now. You see, and the problem is, is that what people don't pay attention to are the laws. You know, I, I was on uh, Facebook and I was looking and I saw Jack Windsor put up an article and he talked about kidney transplants, how they're denying them to people that didn't get a vaccine. And that hit hard home to me because I have a friend right now who is literally going to die without a heart. And they took him off the list because he didn't get the vaccine. And he is in such dire condition that he has been in and out of the ICU and has had two procedures in four days. And I was too sick with an ear infection to fly out there, but I, I gave it to them over the phone. And guess what's happening? He's talking to the transplant team now, right? Because you've got to know how to assert your rights correctly. Because I told him, I will sue you so hard. You, I will make an example of you. You little teaching hospital, the same teaching hospital that tried to convince him that taking blood thinners in the morning is okay when you're going for a cath lab in the evening. <clears throat> and I'm like, dude, I'm not a cardiologist, right? 
But when I was in college, you know, striving for my PhD, I was in medical school. I have done so many casts, it's disgusting. One thing is you don't take any blood thinners for at least 48 hours because you will bleed out. So what's going on? We have to know their jobs now? Yes, unfortunately we do. And how are we going to know them if they're sequestering all the knowledge and telling us, just look over here. Don't look over there. I'm of authority. All of you should revisit the Milgram experiment where people came and did atrocious things to other people only because the person who spoke was that of authority. And why? Because they had a white coat and said they were professor. <laughs> and it's like, okay, good enough for me. I didn't kill the person. He told me to. <laughs> it's like, sure, that makes you just totally. That's what the Nazi said. I just turned the knob, but I just did what I was told. So the Secretary of State, did he just do what he was told? He was elected by the people to do two things, right? Make sure businesses are run appropriately and that your voice counts. He failed on both of those. Failed on both. Where are the audits with the businesses? And wait, isn't the GOP a business registered? Didn't they misappropriate $3 million? Did anybody get investigated? No. Did anyone go to jail? Oh. Did it get audited? Uh, so funny. Failed. And why? Because we play politics. These are politicians. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know all these people. Get on their show so everybody knows. No, I don't need anybody's coattails. I don't need someone's coattails. I don't need to go to my friend's show because <coughs> they served in the White House. I don't need to share a dinner, you know, even with the Trumps. Do I need to go eat with them so someone says that I'm somebody? Is this where we're reducing ourselves to? That you have to eat with someone to, thank you that you have to eat with someone in order to be important? Or maybe is it taking a selfie, right? What is it? What makes you important is that you know where your feet stand and that you stand firm in your convictions and in what you say. And when you make your mistakes, you're like, yeah, I totally messed up. <laughs> totally. And I'm fine with it. Tell me when you have it. You know, this is the problem that we have. And a lot of people, and I hope today you guys ask me a lot of questions, because I see a lot of people talking a lot of smack, but none of them ask me questions to my face. And it's like, I got two now. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't see the other one over there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I You wouldn't believe it, but I had like 104 fever on Friday. I actually, Monday? It is Friday today. See? 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 So it's Friday today? No, it's Thursday. See? See? So I've been completely out of it for the past few days. I'm not contagious now. It's gone, right? I was contagious last week, so I do know. Um, he actually caught me in that very weird period of time where my brain is fried, and I actually sounded normal, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, what, I, what, I, what we need to focus on, you guys, is not what other people say. It is what we have to say right? I don't have professionals running my campaign. Why? I could, right? I could. I have rich friends. You all know I have very rich friends. Why don't I do it? Why don't I phone up any one of these people that I work with on a daily basis? I mean, you know, my campaign manager tells me not to, right? He's like, what the heck? Like, uh-uh. Why? Because it's not the point. 
if we're going to use the same methods they do to win, then we just fail. We got to show them. We already did, though. Keep in mind, we already did. This is the first time in the state of Ohio that an independent has successfully been added to an election ballot. Okay, we actually made history, okay? And remember, they broke the law the first time to keep me off the GOP ballot, right? Because I thought if I get on the GOP ballot, they knew they were screwed if I was. If I would have been on the GOP ballot, it would have been game over. I would have been talking smack about the wine and everybody else on the ballot. I would have just been pulling all their pants down. And I would have said, oh, hey, hey, can I borrow your summer home in Haiti, Mike? Just on a hot mic, of course. They knew it. And that's why Frank LaRose, well, actually, it was Amanda Grandjean, sent out an email to all the counties. Listen to this. Listen to how the media is a liar. Sent out an email to all the counties saying, you guys need to invalidate her petition. If any of you read the law, what is the job of the county to do when they get a statewide petition? Their only job. They don't care if you think they have enough. You have to count every signature, right? Guess what they did? They invalidated my petition and didn't count the signatures. And not all of them. Some counties said, um, no, we're not doing that because that's not the law. That's breaking the law. Others, like Cuyahoga County and, you know, all the, the friends of, of, of House of Rose, they all complied. And so the media said she didn't have enough signatures. It's like, that's a lot. I actually had the signatures. Last minute on Friday, they asked them, hey, could you invalidate it? Because we can't have her on this ballot. And we have evidence of that. And this is why this time around, LaRose couldn't stop me. In 28 days, 28 how many independents or any other person ran to get 5,000 signatures and took years and months to do it? We got it in 28 days. We had way more than 5,000, right? Way more than 5,000. And they had taken it down to a level because they conspired. Don't worry. Here's what we're going to do. The date's on Saturday, five minutes before the clock is out. We're going to have someone protest it. And she can't say anything. Because we were already on top of it, telling them, hey, why'd you delete that one, that one, that one, that one? And they wouldn't answer because we were already on top of it. And the expiration was at the end of, of July, right? <clears throat> and so what happened? That's exactly what they did. And it wasn't BIS. They had a whole law firm working with those counties to find some signatures to throw out. So they said 65. By the time they got to evidence, they said 54. By the time it got into this kangaroo hearing that was ridiculous, like that guy shouldn't even be a judge. Wasn't he caught with like 50 grand and getting like side bonuses and stuff? Like, shouldn't he be like debenched? Like, he didn't allow me to, he said, oh, the witness doesn't have to testify. Oh, I'm sorry. But the rules are the witness has to testify to say how he knows of this. No, that's okay. I'm going to allow his lawyers to do it. <coughs> oh, we found objection. We Who's we? Isn't that one qualified elector? They set it up so bad that they got down to 18 signatures. And then LaRose wanted to be graceful. Oh, I'm just going to knock off. It's, it's 17. So I'm going to side with the judge. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not taking that. And so we went to court. And you know what Pat DeWine and Fisher did? Oh, her affidavit wasn't perfect. And you know where I was? I was in New York. 
working on the J6 stuff, right? And I couldn't find a notary. And I did it online with an Ohio notary that I've done before. That's qualified in the state of Ohio. And they wanted to challenge the notary. Read the documents. Nobody reads anymore. They just look at what the media says and they just, oh, it's true. Nobody reads. Because if you look at it, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is like, so they stopped me twice. And I still fucking won. Okay, you know why? Because that's what you have to do. You do not roll over. When I was under attack as a whistleblower in 2017, you know, I was approached by very big people and they said, here, you just sign this, pay us a $500 fine, and it all goes away. All of it, we'll leave you alone. You just hand over your contacts and how you got in with the Trump campaign, the Trump administration to get this going, and, and you're good. You know what I said? No, that's not happening. We're going to open up an investigation. I said, okay. And you're going to give it to us. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you don't have the right to, you know, frisk me because you feel like it. Right? I know my rights. I'd rather burn standing up rather than bend my knee to you. Because I know I'm right and you're wrong. And you could do whatever you want. I don't care. And guess what? Well, I lost. Not the war, the battle. Because the war, I actually won it. The guy's dead. He killed himself. The day he was getting indicted. The thing is, God takes care of your enemies. If he's with you, no one can be against you, no matter what they do. And demons can't even utter your name. I say this to you with full faith because I have been through hell. I would never wish anyone to go through situations I've been through and um, <coughs> through predicaments of my life, choices I've made. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, how am I alive? Oh my God, how stupid was I? You know, how, how did I live through that? You know, like, I, there's just sometimes, and I'm not talking about work-wise, I'm talking like personal-wise. Like, you know, I'm in this strange country in India, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get out of the hotel and no one's going to know and just to walk around. And it's like, oh my God, I was in like the worst place ever, you know? And I didn't know then. <laughs> and it's like, but I came out alive and, you know, I was fine. We do things sometimes that don't make sense. But when you look at them backwards, all the dots connect and they make sense. And if you guys stand still right now and look at all the dots backwards to about 2012, it will all make sense. And it's not a conspiracy. It's fact. was simply the accelerant. This was embers. And he was just like gasoline on it. Just, and it's like, so some people totally embrace that flame and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why are they doing this to this guy? What is going on? Okay, he's a little bit rough around the edges. Okay, he says things that politicians shouldn't. And then the question is, <coughs> I'm sorry, where's the dictionary or the rules on what politicians are supposed to say? Like who wrote that? What are you supposed to look like? Blue suit, red tie, yellow hair, silver hair, black hair, fat, skinny, short, tall, fit, trans, whatever, right? Furniture, some people do identify as furniture. <laughs> I'm just saying they do. Who says what you're supposed to look like? No, there's, that's like a true story, seriously. And, and I'm not talking about 
transgenders. Because that's a real thing. I know a lot of people like to mock it, but it's actually a big struggle. I just want you to sit back for a second and think, right? Think, put all your just prejudices aside. Could you imagine how frustrating it is to be in a body that you think isn't yours? Or just hypothetically, right? That's a demon you would not like to enthrall with, right? Kind of like the demon of me and cigarettes. It's not. We're just going to be friends. It's over. Like, I want it as my friend. There are certain crosses that all of us bear, and we should keep that mindful, right? So when I say identify, I'm talking about the people that say that they identify as furniture or babies. I mean, I want to identify as a retiree and start collecting my Social Security, but no one's accepting that. I don't know why I can't identify as 65 if someone can identify as four. I guess you can only get younger. So I identify as 16 now. Um, so anyway, as Secretary of State, the only thing that I can do is obviously monitor our elections and our businesses. But one thing I will do is make sure that I put in policies and procedures and obviously act like a citizen too. Because your elected officials are not some god. They're not king. Do you see them running away and not answering questions? Have any of you been to any LaRose or Chelsea Clark events? Yeah, well, if you ever do, most of the LaRose events are not LaRose. It's one of his friends or one of his boys. You know, like, who killed Kenny? You know, like that. You know, the, the little trolls that you have on South Park going around. Like, the not Cart- it's not Cartman that you're coming to see. You're going to come and see Kenny or Butters or Tweak, right? You get the characters. He'll, he, won't, he won't even entertain you. Unless it's a room of a thousand people and he can show that he's important. <coughs> or if it's someone from Trump's administration that he can beg for a, a you know, public endorsement again. They won't even give you their time. Because they have no spine. They go with what it is. LaRose wore two masks. Allowed businesses to tell you you can't shop. Allowed businesses to tell you you're fired because you're not vaccinated. Allowed hospitals to tell you you can't come in without a mask. I won't see you without a vaccine. He allowed private companies that have taken over our schools tell you that you can't participate in sports, even though we pay with our tax dollars, because you chose not to take a vaccine. Okay. Tell me how he couldn't have made a difference. He could have made a difference, right? See, one... One, it takes only one drop to make that cup overfill. And so far, Ohio, we've already made history. And the Secretary of State, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be such a big drop. I mean, you know, what is that maneuver they do in pools when they jump and then they, like, crunch to get all the water out? That's what I'm going to be. It's going to be like the pool is going to be empty. It's going to be totally empty. Because I'm going to start from day one. From day one. Day one, I'm removing our systems off the .gov. Do you know what that is? 2019, you know what LaRose did as the first state in the nation? He handed over all our tech IPs to the Department of Homeland Security. That means everything you do, everything you say on any network .gov, Ohio.gov, is now owned, mined, and monitored by the federal government. There is no separation of state and executive. No separation of federal government and state government anymore. As far as cyber, 
is concerned. And you can look that up. He did that. And this is why on September 19th, after everyone sent all those requests, he invoked an article. He, he, he put out a directive saying, you counties don't have to give them this information based on this law. Did you guys look up that law by any chance if you saw that directive? Do you know what it was about? School shootings and guns on campus. But you know what he cited? A specific little line that says, oh, um, national security. <coughs> That's because if they gave you that information, you would find out who monitors all our election data, who observes it, stores it, mines it, collates it, does everything with it, and does whatever they want with it. Department of Homeland Security. And did you also know that your legislature violated the Constitution by allowing LaRose to also be a federal agent? <coughs> they passed a specific law just for him that he can be DHS advisor. Oh, and guess what? For the thought police part, too. You know the misinformation police? Yeah, he spearheads that. And the Alex system that you've all heard of. He spearheads that, too. And he's brought in VOTEM to Ohio, because guess what Ohio is going to be doing for us? You're going to be voting on the internet. And you know how I know that? Because everyone is misinformed. And you're not going to believe it. Because when I saw people talking online, I saw this lady and I responded to her. She said, well, ha, DeWine did that. He canceled our, our primaries in 2020. And I was like, DeWine didn't do that. Do you know who did that? Your state legislators. See, you don't even look at their bills. Because as Americans, we've now learned, thanks to President Trump, that when they pass a bill, they stuff it with pork, right? They put some pork in it. You heard him say it, right? Do you know what that is? Hey, COVID relief. Everybody needs this for like this and that and this and that. Oh, and we're going to send $3 because it's definitely important during COVID to examine minnows off the coast of Oman. And send money to Pakistan to help with their gay problem. What? Are we building them taller buildings they can throw them off of? Like, I'm not understanding. How, what does that have to do with COVID? Well, what does a tax bill have to do with we're going to cancel elections under a pandemic? See, as it's talking about taxes in your own state bill, your legislators put sentences in saying, if there's a pandemic, there's no elections. And, and everyone's blaming DeWine when you're supposed to be blaming that part-time lawyer that couldn't cut it, so he just went into politics because that's the majority of the people that are state reps. They're losers that suck at law, and they feel like their ambitions will be better served if they feel important by passing laws. Look at their resumes. All of them were lawyers, <laughs> and they suck. That's why they're, they're part-time. So this is what they did. You need to pull that. Do we know what that bill number is? Uh, I think it's 197. Bill, House Bill 197 in 2020. Look it up. Look up all your state legislature, your House members, all of them. And call them and say, did you put that sentence in there canceling our elections? Did you know that's unconstitutional? How the heck did you get away with it? We ought to have a round lady with a big mouth that has been fought every step of the way by everyone, especially the people that claim to be about America. Right? So we can find this out. Now we got to be on top of you guys and ride you. I'm going to bury you. 
Every single one of them. I could tell you one thing that they will not like me as Secretary of State is when they come up to me, hey, we're thinking of doing this. I'll be like, wait, let's start streaming. So tell me, what were you thinking of doing? They won't do that. Right? They won't do that. That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to be the one with the screen, and I'm going to be like, hey, guys, your legislator just popped in, and you wanted to have a conversation. Since we shouldn't be having closed-doors conversations, let's hang out today together online, and let's talk. That's how conversations are going to happen. That is how they should be happening. Because there's so many people out there that are so butthurt about what I said about John Adams. Why? Why are you upset? You upset that I'm right? You're upset? Why? He's a politician. Do you not see that? He was being groomed because the next step LaRose is taking is Senate. Do you not see that? They needed the replacement. He was the tester. You don't see it? Because he comes off nice, right? He's a good guy. Have you seen the laws? He's got a good voting record, right? But there's also a bill there during his time that he helped spearhead that was about eminent domain. You should look it up. And that eminent domain is the one that they were fighting with the farmers to take their land to put the Canadian pipeline. That's a true fact. The fact that he got money from Les Wexner, a pedophile, is true. So why are you upset? Because I'm telling you the truth. The fact that you thought you were all in for Adams and oh, I just shattered your reality because that should have been under the bed. This is why we're here. Because we put things under the bed and we don't talk about it. <coughs> John Adams talks to me. Seems like a great guy. They all do. And I said, look, I'll say what I want. You can prove me wrong if I'm wrong. Show it to me because I, I can prove I'm right. And so, you know, whoever's butthurt about it, they talk a lot behind my back. Why don't they come to my face? Because, you know, I'm busy now, but I have no problem crushing people with lawsuits when I'm done. You know, there's like this guy named Hayden. I even sent him a letter. I said, dude, you better watch your mouth because you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You're not reading. You don't read, that gets you in trouble. Oh, I read the media. Said, ah, see, the court's going to tell you media doesn't mean shit. Because you know why all these lawsuits have been thrown out across the nation about elections? Because they're citing articles. Look at him. Most of them are citing articles like New York Times set, this set, that set, right? Remember when Maddo got busted up for talking? How did she get out of it? Oh, I'm just entertainment. How did New York Times get out of it? Um, we're also entertainment. So wait a minute. So are you saying that you're citing entertainment? Because tell me where you've seen actual news in your state. You're just talking about what happened to me. They said she didn't have enough signatures. So was that true? Did they actually inform the public? Did they say, you know, this is kind of a first, but they disqualified a statewide petition, which is actually illegal. Wouldn't the public like to know that? So then why didn't state news that supposedly brings you all the state news tell you about it? Right? Why do they call me QAnon? What is that? Next time they tell me that, I'll be like, what is that? And so you mean that I have like a religion? I actually sent that to the New York Times. You keep saying that about me, but tell me, is that a religion? So should I... So should we exclude, you know, if we don't like Jews, we should just say, ah, you're a Jew, so. Oh, you're a Christian. 
Oh, you're a Muslim. This is like a religion I'm not understanding. Because people need to understand that Q is actually software. It's literal software. And I can prove that too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, people don't make sense. The media just goes off on these tangents and they say things and they give you little bits. And it's like, well, it's not untrue. Oh, so you mean you just said that? But it is untrue when it's out of context. And when you say that your job is to inform the public and you're not being transparent. And when you don't speak correctly. You know, like that hating guy was talking and I was like, dude, why don't you call up the AG? Oh, that's right. He killed himself and burst 23 years of DOJ emails too. <laughs> totally legit. Because you know what's funny? I think the same people that attack me are the same ones that say, oh my God, I can't believe what they're doing to Trump. They're just lying and suing him for anything. You know, Trump's lucky he has money. Because if I had money, I was by myself. I went by myself. You guys can actually, I, I have the transcripts of my first thing. The judge was like, so are you going to give him the documents? I was like, no, he hasn't provided me a victim or a complaint. He has to prove to me that there's a complaint or a victim for me to come forward and give him whatever he's asking. He's asking me for my cell phone data, my emails. Why? He already has secret subpoenas and he's penetrating my bank accounts and stuff like that. I know this because I'm part of the intelligence community and they've already put a red flag up on my files. And, and he's like, well, you need to get, I said, I don't, he needs to show me a complaint. And he was like, well, we don't have to show her a complaint, your honor. He's like, well, and you don't have secret subpoenas either, said the judge. And I was like, really? Did you ask him that question? He's like, this isn't your podcast. I said, well, you know, there's something called the Constitution, like amendments, like due process. This is all feeling really weird. You better give it. And I was like, well, I guess you're going to have to find me in contempt. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. 3,000 pages later. I think the gentleman behind the camera was there every step of the way as they were doing that to me, begging the judge. Don't let her use the internet. Why? She spent 300 of my own money. Never took any donation. You're the one saying it. You're making stuff up. You put false things. You put crimes in there. And I have no criminal record. How is this happening? Oh, that only happens to Trump. It doesn't happen to other people. What was President Trump's first thing that he said to you? Is they're doing this to me, they're going to do it to you. And it's happened before. Phil Haney, well, he's dead now. Julian Assange, do you remember the first charges they brought up against him? Does anybody remember? Oh, that he was a pedophile. Remember that? Sex, sexual assault charges in Sweden. And then they dropped him off. Right? Do you remember that? Yeah? Because he already had the goods on that. Right? Because it's... These attacks only happen to people that are famous not regular people. You think if I didn't want to crush you that I couldn't do this to you if I had the position and power? You know, I would have expected Big Mouse, like that hating guy, to say, you know what? Damn, that chick had zero money, right? She had secret subpoenas on her and that's all in the lawsuit too. They completely maimed her. They even made public in government records that she has cancer. Right? That's a HIPAA violation right there. They put so much stuff, they actually put in crimes that happened against me and my family and tried to say it was me. Then they also put my name, which is all misspelled all over the place, but it's the same damn name with 
instead of Terpsuhori Maris and my married name that was Lindemann, it was Terpsuhori Maris, Terpsuhori Lindemann, Terpsuhori Mara Lindemann with a missing ass. How the heck is that an alias when it's the same name? And then people are like, which one of our aliases? And it's like, you're stupid. Because it's not like I went from Sally to Jenny to Joe and it's the same name. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to see it. And what they don't know is, is that back then, I was actually sending all the documentation to the FBI about China buying up property in North Dakota. When are you hearing about that? Oh, now. Because I did the legwork for that. Buying all the property around our missile silos. Or how the governor of North Dakota owns half of Fargo. Like literally owns the city. Half of it. Like physically. And you know who funded that purchase? China. And do you know where most of the cartel movement of victims from the reservations happen? Through North Dakota, facilitated by the State Department and Lutheran Social Services with the blessing of the Attorney General, who his second wife, she left him because she found him raping her son. But nobody wants to talk about that. And I actually have the first complaint that she put down that disappeared. And if you look for their divorce, it happens in Devil's Lake, exactly where the pig farms are, where they would have these weird, wicked things with minors from reservations. And she's never been appearing in court. The attorney general himself was representing her and him in a divorce. How does that happen? But you know, I'm the shill, right? I'm the bad person. Because why? Because I lost a battle with a whole state. How many people can say that they had the federal government crawl up their behind and be victim of a crime that they could, they could have found a way to frame me one thing, but they couldn't. Guess why? Because I didn't do anything. How many people can say that? I call the federal government right now and tell them, I see a Title IX violation at this elementary school. They will hit them for just a pencil out of place. But I came out unscathed. Except for what? My reputation. Because you know what? It cost them a lot of money to kill someone. And you kill someone, you raise a lot of questions. Especially when you know that they have a dead man switch and they copied a drive full of passports in 2008. That could be a big problem. So I'm a fighter. That's one thing I do is fight. That's one thing you don't even have to worry about. You could go to bed at night and say, you know, Tori's fighting. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She, they will have to come with tanks and run me over before I shut up. For transparency. You know, he'll 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 have to allow it, guarantee you those tanks will, you know, pop some spurs before they can even get near me. Because that's the way it is. And if you guys had more faith to understand how powerful you are when you have faith, it is incredible the things that can happen. And right now we're at the point where this is incredible. We as Ohioans are gonna show, yeah, America, find your spine here. You know how they changed our thing? It used to be like, oh, the heart of America. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to change it to find it here. And it's like, find what? Oh, that's right. Find what it means to be an American here. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that no mainstream media that should be centrist would say, holy crap, these people, like, just literally made history. Like, in that state. Not only an independent on a statewide race. That was fought twice, but a woman too. And now I'm not trying to be sexist, but we know how the good old boy club is. 
And they don't like women with big mouths. They don't. Because when they get into those positions, they treat women very differently. Remember, Waxner had a lot of politicians at his house for dinner. Right? And that's how Wexner met Epstein. One dinner at his house and made him who he is. And that's something people need to remember. You can't say, oh, that's just a little evil. No, it's a lot. My campaign manager <coughs> knows for a fact that I won't accept you know, money. I had a, an Ohio company, a very big one, send me a check. Boy, was it needed. <laughs> I ripped it up because I don't want money from corporations. That's one thing that I will change as Ohio Secretary of State. We need the companies out, right? Unless it's for a presidential and FEC versus Citizen United still applies in our state, since I'm in charge of elections, I'm sorry. It can only come from individuals. It can be individuals from wherever, but it's only individuals. No more corporations. Oh, and then this party thing. Yeah, that's over. There's not going to be primaries. There's not. It's going to be runoffs. That's the way it used to be, right? I don't care how many parties. We can have 20 parties in the, in the Ohio State, right? You can have 20 candidates for governor. We're going to have a runoff. And the top three, no matter who they are, will be on the ballot. That's how we're supposed to. That's fair in free elections. Not the GOP backs you and they put on all the, like, why do we go to these things? Oh, and all these balloons and all our money with confetti in the air, right? And we're glorifying them. And it's like, oh, this is so amazing. And everyone's wearing their $3,000 suits. Think about it. It's like the biggest MLM scam. It's like those, those strips that you put on your belly that say that you're going to lose weight, but just sell them to 10 of your friends and then you'll make money off of them. And then their friends will sell them. That's the type of scam this is. Okay. You give money to your regional GOP. They'll give it to the other one and then the other one. And then the other one, don't worry. We'll pick the candidate for you because we know. Okay. And this is why you have the wine again. Right. And then, then Whaley, like, what is that? That's like the HRC. Well, not really. She's dumber. And she's not as evil. I mean, she's, she's just weird. But she's not as bad as DeWine. But I wouldn't vote for her. Do you know why? Because she's not going to be calling the hot shots. We know that. And we know that DeWine doesn't call the shots either. Let's be straight. Because when you're owned by your party, your party tells you what to do. And your party is owned by who? Their donors. You know how everyone used to say, oh, the Cock brothers are this. You know, nobody talks about the Von Jewel brothers. That's so weird. They own 98% of the sugar production. And there's two brothers. One funds the Democrats. One funds the Republicans. And you know what else? These guys in the Dominican Republic, they own a hotel. Guess who used to go there with kids all the time from West Palm Beach with his private jet called the Lolita Express. Take a wild one. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. And a lot of other politicians. Because the Dominican Republic's airport is like right there and it's owned by the brothers. But, you know, I digress. Those are details. You got to see how many sugar companies and energy companies are funding your politicians. This is where we need to stop it. We need to stop it. A secretary of state, no machines. I'm actually going to have a press conference soon with actual tangible ballots that you can see. I have anti-theft currency grade ballots. 
I'll have a press conference and have the press see it. Everyone will be welcome to come. I don't know when I'm going to have them in my hands because I'm trying to see how fast I can get 8 million printed. But they're actually, you know, I mean, I go to a gas station in the middle of nowhere, right, that still just takes cash. And they got a pen and they could be like, yep, your, your bill's legit, right? They could check your 20. But nobody could tell me my ballot's legit. And you know why? Because I got confirmation from the world. Oh, don't worry. We're going to send them PDFs of your ballots. And I was like, wait, excuse me? And that's exactly what they do. They print them off. Like, oh, it's okay. No. My vote represents my voice, which is my First Amendment. It should at least have the anti-theft, anti, you know, my gosh, the word, counterfeit technology my money has. My voice is more important than mine. And it should be that important. Why are we having that? Huh? Why? Why are we okay with this? See, if all of us in Ohio stood up and said, we don't consent to these machines, I'm sorry. Count them with your eyes. You've got eyes. Look at the bubbles. That's it. <coughs> you know, I had that state's news lady. What's her name? It's Karen. Total Karen. <laughs> Sorry for the Karens that are named Karen. You know which way I'm using it. Total Karen. She's so dumb. I see her Twitter feeds and I'm like, oh my gosh, she really writes for a living. Like, I know my grammar is horrific, but please. She like, oh my God. She was like, oh my God. And she expects them to hand count them. And it's like, oh my God, what? Look at paper and see if it's legit or not. Like, oh, the daunting task of which circle did they fill? Like, this is insane. Like we're living in like, a, you know, a nightmare and, and we're on a ride that's spinning and we're like, please, can I get off now? Because this is scary. It is. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, governor's a great position because you could do a lot of changes, right? Auditor is great because you could audit the crap out of them. But you know what in North Dakota, my friend Josh that became auditor, he actually audited. Guess what happened to him? You should read the story of, of Josh, the auditor in North Dakota. I said, hey, can you audit like HHS and stuff? Do you know what he found? They miskeyed $50,000 a month payments. Miskeyed, that was the answer they gave. For one foster kid a month to a family. And then the unaccompanied minors that they would get of migrants, they never updated the information of the minors for years. And guess what happened after that? Legislators wrote a bill saying that the auditor can't audit unless they approve that he can audit. Do you see how corruption works? Hmm? That's factual. You can look it up. They tied the auditor's hands. Tied them. But a secretary of state, well, that's a different monster. You could do a lot of corrections, like auditing all elected officials' businesses, every single one of them, because they should be held to a higher standard, yes or no? It's not targeting them. We as people should allow them. So people are like, oh, my God, you're going to audit the businesses. Guys, I'm not going to send people and tax people in. I'm going to check, is your business really a business? Okay, it is. Is it registered? In Delaware, then it should say registered in another state, not foreign, because that obfuscates the plane. Wait, are you saying that the Islamic Society of blah, blah, blah is registered in Iran? It should say foreign Iran, not every other state and a foreign nation saying foreign. And that's confusing to the layman. 
We should be able to have transparency. Wait, are you saying that this is a shell company? It should say file own company only on paper. <coughs> so people know that it's not really a company. <coughs> it's kind of like Hunter Biden's businesses. Yeah, Hudson West. One, two, three, four, five. You know, like Pfizer went bankrupt. Do you remember that when they went bankrupt? Do you know what happened? Did they really go bankrupt? No, it was Pfizer number three that went bankrupt. But they moved all their assets to Pfizer number two, so they're good for now. You see, these are scams that rich people do. So as Secretary of State, that's the one thing I'm going to do. So the small businesses don't have to worry. Another thing, we're putting up satellite offices. Toledo, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I think a Youngstown and, 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 and maybe Akron. No, Akron's too close to Cleveland. Um, okay, yeah. Um, we'll put satellite offices, and in there, they will have regional chambers of commerce that are going to be state-run. Because you know what? I'm tired of these small businesses having to pay money to their local chamber of commerces, to these people that think that they're more important than them. And if you don't give money, then you're not important enough, and you're not cool enough to hang out with us. We're not promoting your business. That's done. There's no more of that. That's done. Because we want to encourage small businesses. And in these satellite offices, people can come and we will have actual tax professionals that we will pay with our tax dollars to show them how to get their EIN. Just the first steps. It's an exciting time when you're opening up your first business. You know, when you decide, I don't want to work in a cubicle. I want to do lawn, lawns, landscaping. I think I'm going to do great. Or I want to open up a bar. You should have someone there from the government saying, congratulations on this next step. Here's what you got to be careful of. This, 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 this. You should do this, this, this. What's your budget? Maybe you should find this, right? So that's on the business. Oh, and we're going to do a nice little, um, I don't know, network sniff once we remove them from DHS. Because you know what's surprising? How did nobody go to jail? You know, anytime you do an audit in state offices, you definitely find child pornography. How did no one in jail if DHS is all over that? I guess they have more Epstein's out there that we don't know about. So that's that. And when we go to elections, the one thing I'm going to do, and you know, I think I heard someone from La Rosa's camp say, I can't do that. Watch me. I'm going to have the Gonzalez directive. Now it's going to be a directive. I can't kick someone out of office. So anyone saying something like that, Kenny is stupid, right? It's got to be straightforward. It's got to be a process where you can bring a grievance up. Meaning that if you, like Gonzalez, right, how many people contributed to that clown's campaign? Oh, I'm bored Trump. No, no, no. He got all this money. Everyone gave him money. And the next day after he swore in, what did he do? Impeach Trump. It's like, wait a minute, dude. I just gave you money. And you did something you told me you would never do. You said, nah, these impeachments are a sham. And you go in there and you do that. You should have the ability to hold them accountable for that. And right now, all the laws of these corrupt legislators, right? This is why it's important that you guys see me, me, who has been maimed before, and I am fearless. You should be equally fearless because you're just and even more stronger, louder, and better than me. And I wish all of you understood that. You could be taking over that state office like that. They're not more important than you. You are, but we're going to be getting them all out. And that directive is going to be piggybacking to force those legislators to do their job. Oh, buyer's remorse. I'm going to create a process with very good lawyers to be extremely legal that grievances can happen. Oh, we can't do a grievance. That's okay. 
will publicly make grievances. I mean, public opinion is pretty quick, right? <laughs> we'll have public hearings at the Secretary of State's office. Tell me what your grievance is. What did he say? Did he say that? Let me see the video. Oh, he did. Did you not say that? Oh, did you not appear? Guess he's too afraid to answer to you guys. Maybe next time you'll take your vote better. Maybe they'll resign on their own. We have to put pressure on these people. We'll figure it out. We'll find a way to get them out. I mean, it could take us two years to just replace all the legislators because I'm pretty sure a lot of them have a lot of problems coming their way. Householder, that was my gift to Ohio. You're welcome. I started that one early before I moved here. Yeah, right. And yeah, he wasn't even my target, but anyway. Um, and then as Secretary of State, on top of that, there will be no electronic machines ever in our elections again. Technology serves us, not the other way around. What we need is accuracy, not efficiency, right? Accuracy, not efficiency. We need our voices to be secure, and we should make it a party too. And that's it. Oh, it's going to take too long. So look at the machines. Look at it. what happened in Arizona. 20% of a little county, 20,000 votes. Took them five days to count with the machine. It's like, yeah, I think human eyes can do better. And they're not going to cost me millions of dollars. I will not require federal assistance. I will not require the federal government taking all the details and data of my citizens. And we can use technology and everything else but something so sacred and, and valuable. You can't hack paper. Your vote is your voice. So if you guys have any questions, no matter what they are, please let me know. Yes. Wasn't it just a while ago though, that Ohio won a lawsuit of getting rid of the machines? Um, a few, maybe six months ago, seven months ago, I believe there was a lawsuit out in Ohio one that said no more machines, and we ended up voting this last vote on the machines. I think we still have a lawsuit that's going. Yeah. I thought that lawsuit was over. We might be thinking of the Star County lawsuit against the commissioners. Yes. They, they kept the machines. Yeah. Yeah, we voted them. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, the voting thing is a problem. I there's a lot of bills out there. Listen carefully, you guys. I know a lot of people put out bills with good intentions, but the, all the people that draft them do not. Remember, tax bill snuck in the thing. So I remember talking to my lawyer who helped draft a bill. Yes, I'll get. Uh, I'll get. Yeah. Um, for like the vaccines, that takes away the broad law we already have. If that bill goes through, we lose all our privileges. Remember Article Section 1, uh, Article 1, Section 21, and I know this by heart, no rule, law, or regulation can directly or indirectly compel any citizen to participate in any medical program. And when they uh, put it down, it means insurance, masks, medicines, healthcare systems, everything. It's called a healthcare system. And Okay, there we go. All right. Three social security numbers if you do. It's not. It was over the crimes were against me and my two kids. And the person is actually behind bars for 45 years. Okay. Um, so people say that it's not true that John Adams took money from Wexner. What PACs or do we have that? Um, yeah, it's a, it was under it, Open Society. Wes, <laughs> Wes and Abigail Wexner. Yeah. It's on... Um, open, open, or Little Sis or something. Open Society. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did he get open societies too? That's George Soros. That was Frank. 
Right, so do you mean if, they, if you look at their campaign? Yeah, financing. You got fifty thousand dollar check because you can search. You can follow the money and you right, can so search any candidate. Look, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, that you know, screenshot. Says, yeah, 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 yeah. Follow yeah, the money. Yeah, followthemoney.org. Follow the Followthemoney.org. Look it up. Yeah, I don't say things without receipts. I don't want to get sued. So all these court dockets that are going around about you. No, no, those court dockets are real. With like three, four. Oh yeah, the, they're not three, four different names. Have you seen the names? They're like spelled the same but different. Not the same. Have you tried to spell my name? It took me forty years to do it. <laughs> no, I'm serious because they've got there's different dockets with different, maybe the same name but different. No, 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 no. There's one docket with like twelve names and they're all the same name. So they're just like misspelled. One's missing an S. Maybe it didn't fit. Some just have my married name. It just sounds dumb. No, we sell security numbers just so you know. They were referring to crimes that happened against me and my children that they were fully aware of so they and they allowed to happen. So they weren't what you did. No. That's what I'm asking because they're going. Exactly. They're shifting around. Like it's but that's the point. Did. That's the point. They knew. They knew that when they did it. Well, I needed clarification from you on yeah. that. In, in order to well, the person's behind bars for 45 years and they were. Um, um, given that sentence in um, 2021. So, you know, I didn't, I had no idea those crimes were happening either until 2019. Yeah, no, you don't need to look up that person. It's like, it's really bad. But in 2019, I was aware of it, and the person is behind bars. Oh, okay. I could have pursued for the economic damages and stuff, but I just didn't want anything to do with that. And let's just leave it at that. I had no idea. But then think of this. If they were spying on me, because they did, they had wiretaps on my house, they were watching everything. They watched crimes happen to me and my children and did nothing. I want you guys to remember that. And I know why they did it, because they're like, well, if that's happened, well, maybe. And then they just let it happen. Okay? And and, and God, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what, that when, when I was, when I, in, in December of 2019, I was at a point that I was going to tap out of life because all of these things. I was in a city where I was trying to help and people were throwing things at me. I had a massive, you know, cyber campaign against me. And, I, and there's this person called Miranda Hazler. She's the one that actually put a change.org. Oh, she's running for mayor. No, I did that to get into the public eye when I saw them coming for me on December 1st of 2017. I was like, if I put my hat in the race, they won't take me out. There'll be record. I'll be in the light. And then this person who literally lives in a trailer is a criminal informant and just about six, seven months ago shot her own boyfriend, had drugs on her, and she didn't go to jail for it. Just saying. She was a criminal informant. And she made up all this, and I didn't know where it was coming from. That's the change.org. Yes, yes. And that was the person that did it. The same person. She's a CI. Her name is Miranda Miranda Heisler, H-E-I-S-L-E-R. You know, when I'm done with all of this, you know, I don't even have to do it. FBI's already watching her. They know she murdered her boyfriend, and it's going to happen. But they just need to watch the extent of the CI network that the attorney general used to have. She worked for the attorney general. In fact, he put this woman that's a, you know, a criminal to work in an agency, a passport agency, um, with them. Any other questions? I like these questions. See, I don't cower for you. And you know, if everybody actually pulled the lawsuit that's thousands of pages, there were two cases, by the way, they'll see that it was contempt. I wasn't responding because I had no money. 
I had no money. How am I going to fight with the attorney general when I have no money? At that point, I was thinking I need to protect my kids. I gave all my money to my ex, my savings, which I lost as well. So, any more? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming. Yes. Um, appreciate your, you know, you're asking a lot of questions here. There's been a lot of questions. Big one for me mm -hmm. is always, uh, you worked under John Brennan, right? Well, you worked with, yeah, so can you just touch on the John Brennan thing? Yes. And then, honestly, the elephant in the room is, you know, Seth Bridges, right? Yes. Okay. So, that seems like, how, how did you become a whistleblowing patriot and you're out here and, you know, honestly, you're still alive? Well, um... You know, on the day that I found out that crimes, uh, Gene, can I speak to this? Can I speak to it? Yeah. So on December 6, 2019, my life was shattered. Tell me what the possibilities of this is. You re you're told by your child about a crime that is the most evil crime you can think of. Right? You're caught with your pants down. Literally, I was in the bathroom when I was told right? You stand up and you're like, what the heck is going on? You're just like, don't talk. I need to call the police, right? Because you can't question because then they alter what they have to say. Made sure all the Alexas were on, the Googles, and I said, don't talk. Are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Just keep your mouth shut. Wait till the police come. Police come. I'm like, you need to talk to her. I'm not listening. I don't want to know. I'm already thinking the worst. You're going to be collecting me for murder. Guess who knocks on my door? Service processor. Guess who served me? Obama's lawyer. Guess about what? Seth Rich. Where's the DNC server, Ms. Maris? And then I was served again. A separate one again about Seth Rich. All on the same day. Now, can you tell me, is that a coincidence? Let's be honest. All on the same day? Do you see why I wanted to tap out? Is that even possible, humanly possible? Right? With Seth first, it was just a interception of data. I, I hang out with a, you know, I want to be like that movie Hackers, where we want to liberate society. But I have no technical skills whatsoever. But they didn't push back against you when you left about you leaving with the info you had. Leaving where? Well, when you left the intelligence community. Oh, I didn't have the stuff from Seth Ridge. No, not directly. I'm just talking about what happened to Seth Ridge and what you knew working under Brennan. Okay, so you asked me Seth Ridge, I'm telling you. Well, I was just you I'm just going to tell you about Seth Ridge. There was a transfer of data online. Not, not, not I had portions of the DNC server. Okay. Literally. And I sent them off in two batches to the DOJ. Done. I didn't know if there were trailer markers. That could have been the FBI nabbing it. I'm telling you that right now. Because the FBI was actually uploading. But we stole it. I mean, I didn't. I don't have skills. Other people did. So, that's Seth Rich. Brennan. So Brennan um, was in the intelligence community. At the time when I met him, he was working with George Tenet. He's, he was pretty arrogant. Um, 
You know, he signed off on all 19 visas for those pilots of the 9-11 flights. He it was my point of contact. I was actually like a customer. Um, basically, I would ask him for information to be able to accomplish the goals that I was tasked to do. And he would teach me the etiquette. Uh, he would set up all my training operations. So if I needed to train within the UN, they would get me the identity I needed. If I needed to be at the U.S. Attorney's Office, identity I needed. Any military base that I was training on, the identity I needed. You know, documentation all in check where people don't question. Um, on In stateside soil. Uh, usually um, one of the Five Eyes intelligence agencies would, um, it, it would usually be GCHQ that would issue uh, the covers that I would have um, within the United Kingdom, Germany, and the Netherlands, the U.S. would carry out all other countries for me. So he, he was pretty, I looked up to him in the sense that he was so rigid. But, and, and I felt that he had a soft spot for me because I think he felt I was really stupid. And I was, I was naive, not stupid, right? Because I always um, had this incentive in insane need for approval because I didn't feel like I was in uh, in place anywhere. Does that make sense? Like I didn't belong anywhere. I was, you know, I couldn't hang out with my friends because they were busy with Barbies. And I was like, look, you know, the face is disproportionate. They don't have private parts. This looks fake. I can't play. And it's like, you know, I was that weird kid, right? That was like, let's talk about physics. Did you know? And they're like, yeah, okay. Um, so I was that nerd. And, um, you know, he helped me feel like I belong somewhere. So it was really hard when he told me to know my place because I got to see the side of him like that, that others had. And it was at that point that I realized, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said anything. I was so naive to think I could say something because the assignments they put me on after that were pretty wild. Like, I don't think I was supposed to make it out of those, you know. So that's how I knew him. Um, in when I came back stateside uh, in 2008 permanently, my last assignment was to go to the State Department and copy passport data. You guys heard about the TAC hack, you know, where they copied everyone's passport data and Obama's and stuff. I was always very thorough. I always made two copies of everything. So, so yeah. So I've seen the passport data. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't leave with anything from there, if that's what you're asking. I have no tangible. I'm pretty sure they would know if I had anything in my hands. And, you know, I make sure that if I don't want someone to see me online, I can make that happen. <laughs> yes? Uh, I have a question about the spelling of the current battle. Yeah, it's Terps of Hori. Terps of Shore is like an autocorrect thing. Because I saw my name had changed its spelling when I was overseas, and I was like, what the heck is going on here, right? Must have been someone updating, and it's autocorrect. That's actually a noun spelling. Terps of Hori is how it's spelled. It's T-E-R-P-S-E, but it also has Tori in the middle, and then Maris, so you can find it, which is kind of cool. It makes it look super ethnic, so I guess I'm going to attract a lot of left votes. Well, they asked me how I want my name to show up, okay. so they can't put oh, it because Tori is how they know me because it's the first letter and the last three letters of my name. So you just put it together so it's easier. Um, any other questions? Like I said, I don't care if you have more difficult ones. Go, go, go. Ahead.
So this is not really a question, but people are annoyed and making judgments that apparently your fans donated to GoFundMe and then again donated to buy your daughter. Yes. So I know you have a Telegram channel. I know you have fans across the nation. And I am not bothered if they want to send you money. That's on them. You were not the organizer. But what if people didn't know that, they're likely to hear it. So... You know, yeah, no, yeah, I do, I do. You know what sucks? That was like the best present ever in my life. Like, I think I was on the phone or on a show with a friend, and someone sent me a picture, and I bawled. I, I think even today, like, I'm tearing up thinking about it. All my life, I never had anything like that. No one's been able to surprise me. Remember, I was a spy, right? And it was something that I didn't expect because I don't feel like I deserved it. I've destroyed nations around the world. Well, not personally, but, well, yeah. I mean, I helped. I started it, right? It was my operations with others, rigging their elections. I didn't deserve it. And, you know, I needed a car. I never complained, like, hey, buy me a car. I never asked anyone to buy me. I was like, shit, I got to return the rental every 30 days, damn it. You know, because when I came here, I came here with nothing. I had lost everything. And I came here with my kid, and I had a $200 mattress that I purchased waiting for me outside my apartment. And so when I got this car, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy a secondary car, and then I can save that money and, you know, make it more, Right. And, and they were like, no, buy yourself the car you always wanted. Because the truth is, all every for the past 10 years, I was writing Elon Musk a car. I would say that way before. Every year, I would send him a Christmas card. Hey, Elon, you can afford it. Just send me a car because I'll never be able to afford one of your cars. Thanks. Merry Christmas. I would always send it to him. I was like, you never know. Maybe one day he'll be like, damn, she's persistent. Let me give her one, right? And that's what I did. And so they were like, you always wanted a Tesla. Buy yourself one. And I did and I bought the insurance with it. And so what's their problem? And then they knew that my daughter was turning 16. And they were like, let's get her a car. And that was awesome, because it covers insurance. And everything that could be needed. Repairs, gas, right? And I was like, I feel so loved, and people are trying to make it like something so terrible, when it was the most amazing moment of my life. Could you guys imagine that? Just think about it. You don't expect it. You're like, I don't deserve anything. Like, I still don't feel like I'm deserving enough. You know, when for anything. And, and when that came in for people to take that, I'm like, wow, you're either really jealous or just evil. And if you're jealous, try to emulate. I don't know what I did. Maybe telling the truth is a good thing. You know, maybe, you know, whatever. I was in awe. And, and for people to take that and use it against me, it's like, that's so trashy, and you've got to be a really sad person to feel like that because we should be happy when other people succeed. You know, when I see my friends, you know, succeeding, like I remember it was just like a couple weeks ago I saw my friend Millie Weaver 
on TV. She looks so pretty. And I was like, oh, look, she's doing this, doing that. And then, you know, and I, you know, and I felt proud. I see you guys doing something. I'm going to be proud. Yeah, wish I could be like you. Hey, I don't fit into those cute jeans, but maybe I will again one day. But I'm not jealous in a bad way. It's like, damn, I hate you for having that bad way, right? <laughs> you know what way? But not like this. People are vicious and disgusting. I didn't set it up. And anyone saying those things looks dumb. And you know, the, 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 that's the craziest part. They all know it's not true. That I didn't and didn't do anything. So that, that kills me because that was like one of the happiest things. And when people use it, I'm like, my gosh, you should be really sad. I hope that you would. You know, sometimes I get evil. Like when they say, I'm like, ha, huh, you didn't get one. Tough. And it's like, you shouldn't have said that. But it's like, no, I should. I should be mean sometimes so they can get angry. How long have you lived here in Ohio? Uh, since uh, January of 2020. Yeah. After the perpetrator was arrested, I waited for the arraignment and then I left. Yeah. Yeah. I moved here. It was it was the best thing ever. Like Ohio. Seriously. You guys have no idea how important your state is. It's my state now too. I'm just bring a little bit of New York flair. Yeah. <laughs> right? The little big mouth, you know. Whatever. Uh, I don't think like a New Yorker because I don't say yes to everything. Um, any other questions? Yes. Uh, when Jay Johnson did the uh, infrastructure, critical infrastructure thing with the voting, is there some, something like that going on with agriculture at all? Oh, yes. Is yes, there is. There's, there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing that they're going to do right now because right now they have a lot of schematics set up of what they're going to do. Are they going to drop the monkey pox and stop the elections? <coughs> Are they going to nuke us and tell us that Russia did it? Right? And I urge people to look at videos online about the Marshall Islands and the tests we did with nuclear weapons. You'll see that for many decades, the U.S. military has been testing the distances that they drop nuclear bombs to see the effects. That doesn't mean to annihilate like Hiroshima, but sometimes if you drop an EMP at a certain height, uh, a nuke at a certain height, it causes mild um, you know, radiation issues to the immediate radius, but it causes a, a, an EMP that is temporary um, in a specific radius. So I want you guys to educate yourself on these things because I know you're seeing a lot of these radiation pills being bought. And, you know, I've been training my audience for a very long time to see these things and understand these things so they do not fear. One thing we have to understand, nothing happens here without his say-so. Have no fear. And the more knowledge you have, the more fearless you can stand. And I hope all of you next year, I'm in a room listening to all of you telling me how you're running. Because that's exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be running like crazy for every single office possible. House, state, you know, council. They, these people are nobodies. Who are they to tell us what to do, how to think? Diversity, they say. What? Doesn't sound like diversity. It sounds like they're trying to make us all think, walk, and talk the same. When you talk diversity, let's talk diversity, right? And this is what we need, more diversity, which means, you know, I don't like your idea. I still want to hear it because that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's kind of like the, the way we take things in, you know, because um, we could be saying something and someone's hearing something else, right? So any other questions? 
What years did you work under contract? Uh, all my contracts? Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say 1997 to 2014. Um, not all the contracts. There were <laughs> other private contracts that I did up until 2020. But they but were all federal related. Yes. They were federal related. Yeah. Yeah. It was continuous for yes. those years. Yes, so those were not intelligence, they were more USCIS, DHS, and more so training linguistics and interrogating people coming in through the border, over the phone. So, uh, yeah. We're supposed to close at nine, yeah, I don't yeah. want to keep the waiter, waiter yeah. too late, uh, so she stayed a little bit past it, so no more, you guys good? You guys good? All right. Just one question. Did Frankie get back to you on the debate? No, Frank LaRose has not gone back to me on the debate. Chelsea did, but I don't know if she did it for posturing. So, running for all the offices. We start that way and we end that way. So thank you, Lord, for this beautiful evening, the opportunity to gather here and to stand together and fight for the freedoms in our state. Uh, we love you. We love each of uh, and every one that you've placed in our lives. So keep us safe as we go home, be with Tori in the campaign, and uh, guard and protect her as she goes forward and give her courage to speak the truth that you put in her heart. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 By the way, we did hear back from uh, this the guy. What's Jeffrey Rapp? Jeffrey Rapp is going to be speaking next week on medicinal plants. These are plants you can find in your own backyard. Okay. Did I do okay? Ohio. Did I do okay? Yes. The title is going to be Ohio Herbal Apothecary. Okay. I did okay. Thank you.